Hey Bill, this is Jamie Lewis, or Don't, from the Discord server, and I just want to congratulate you on 400 awesome episodes of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hello, look! Hey, listen! On episode 400 of Nintendo Switchcraft, can you believe that I've done this 400 times? It's insane to me. Uh, I must really, really like round numbers because episode 400 feels really, really good. But on episode 400 of Nintendo Switchcraft, uh, first off, we've got to announce our giveaway winner. After that, we're going to talk about some other games for the Ring Con. Uh, Killer Queen Black is, has a release date and an accessory for the Switch Lite. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. This is Smashblock, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. episode 400 of nintendo switchcraft it is brought to you live every monday wednesday friday and saturday you can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp i did say that i was going to record this live over at my youtube channel youtube.com slash run jump stomp but i ended up hitting the go live button and then i was like oops i meant to do this on youtube and i was already live so then i was just like forget it i'm just gonna stay on twitch um, I'm not really convinced where I want to stream it, but I'm definitely on Twitch right now. So, uh, this episode of Switchcraft and, you know, the other 400 episodes of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like you, uh, get Switchcraft and my other content ad free for as little as a dollar by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. You can leave a voicemail for the show like you heard at the top. Uh, by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device, and I may even play it on the show. Uh, real quick before we get started, I want, on an, I want to announce uh, this week's giveaway winner. Uh, every week in September on Saturday, I am giving away an uh, eShop gift card. Uh, this time it was a $5 eShop gift card, which went to uh, patron J787. Uh, so thank you very much, J787. I already sent them the code, and they said thanks. And I said thank you back because your support means that uh, I, I can keep doing stuff like this. And by the way, uh, if you want to help me uh, get these gift cards, maybe in larger denominations at some point in the future, it's really easy to do, and it won't cost you anything. Simply use my Amazon affiliate link, and when you use that link, Amazon gives me money. It doesn't cost you anything, but Amazon will give me money. And then I use that to buy these eShop gift cards. So it's not actually money that's coming out of my pocket. It's coming out of Amazon's pocket. So there you go. Anyway, we've got a lot to talk about today. So let's get started. If you're going to spend your time playing video games, why not play them on something that can also teach you about computing? Get a Commodore 64 or VIC-20. All right. You know, before we get started... I had a Commodore 64 when I was a kid, and I loved that thing. And for my birthday last year, my wife got... Was it my birthday or something else? I can't remember when my wife got it for me, but she bought me the Commodore 64 um, like little mini retro console, which is pretty cool. Anyway, let's talk Nintendo. Uh, I had this thought today while I was putting together the show notes, and I tweeted it out. Uh, do you guys think 
that Nintendo will patch Mario Maker for RingCon support. Uh, the, here's my thinking. Uh, Mario Maker, not obviously not for uh, building games, but for playing games, the RingCon would be pretty perfect if you said that it was only usable uh, by um, uh, doing the 8-bit games, so Super Mario 1 or Super Mario Brothers 3. Not the other ones, because those have like wall jumps and, and things like that. But wouldn't it be neat... If you could make a game, or if somebody could make a game that only goes one direction, or you know what, you could go either direction because you could tilt the the ring back and forth to control which direction you're going, and then run in place to get Mario to jump, and then uh, fling the ring down in order to jump, or squeeze the ring in order to throw a fireball. And I think it would be really neat if they could make specific levels that are ring con compatible. So I tweeted this out this morning. It's only been, uh, oh gosh, it's been about an hour and we've already got like 19 votes and most people, 84% said no. No, they don't think that Nintendo will patch Mario Maker to support the Ring Con. And I can understand why they would say that, but Mario Maker had, or I'm sorry, Nintendo has patched games in the past to support their weirdo things like for instance we have super mario odyssey and breath of the wild have both been patched and smash brothers all three of those games have been patched to support the vr goggles that you can get through vr labo and uh, you know i've tried it it's not great because the screen is only 720p the pixels are really big they're really close to your face overall it looks really trashy but at the end of the day they supported this this extra accessory by just doing something simple uh, and d making uh, updating Super Mario uh, Maker 2 to support the Rincon seems like a no-brainer to me, but I'm also curious about what other games people think that they might do uh, with the ring con. And, uh, you know, I said, I said that in my tweet, I said, reply with other Nintendo games. You think, uh, could have ring con functionality, uh, patched in and, uh, boomer 1989 on Twitter said, maybe super Mario Odyssey support kind of like they did for Labo VR, like maybe, uh, the Mario Odyssey jump rope mini game. So if you haven't played Mario Odyssey yet, there is a spot in new donk city where there's a couple of people with a big jump rope between them and, and they, they've got that going and, and you can go over there and, um, you know, try and get the highest number in order to get a, a, a moon. And, uh, I think that makes a lot of sense because it's all about jumping. In fact, they could probably have it use the leg strap instead of the ring con, uh, in order to, uh, do that. And I think that that would be kind of neat. So that way, uh, you're trying that. Uh, Kurtstable says Mario Kart is an obvious choice. That's true. Kurtstable here is in the live chat over at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp. The ring con could act like a giant steering wheel and you could fire. Um, what's the uh, you could fire the the weapon that you're holding, like your turtle shell or whatever. Excuse me, out in front of you by uh, squeezing the. What's the word I'm looking for? 
uh, squeezing the Rincon, you could use it to jump by flinging it down. You could uh, run in place in order to go faster. So the faster that you are running, uh, the faster your car is going. And that would be a really cool uh, extra mode. I wouldn't want people using the Rincon mixed in with people who are not using the Rincon because then not everybody has the ability to go the same speed. But I think it would be a really fun thing to do to have people racing like everybody's in their own houses with this stupid Rincon thing and you're racing through Mario Kart. Uh, I think that that would be incredibly fun and uh, it would also be a really good way to keep in shape. Like, uh, what do you do to stay in in such shape? Oh, I play Mario Kart. (laughs) Like... Uh, so, Kurt, you've got a really good point there. Mario Kart is an obvious choice. They've got the steering wheel, the jump, they've got the running for speed, and they can squeeze the thing and send things out. So, uh, I, I think, without a doubt, that's a great idea. Uh, we'll see if it happens. And I'm curious what you guys think. If you uh, want to reply to that tweet that I sent out, I'm at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter, or you can go to my uh, um, my website, runjumpstomp.com. This is episode 400. And there's a link to that tweet in the show notes so that you can, uh, reply with the games that you think the Rincon will, are will be patched to support the Rincon. Uh, with that being said, let's move on to the next story. And that would be the Nintendo download for today. Well, not today. It's, uh, for Nintendo 12th. Uh, it's really actually, uh, a pretty short one. Uh, and that would be uh, probably because we just had a Nintendo Direct, so there's really not a lot of information for them to throw at us, but there is some important information. So uh, so let's talk about the important games anyway. Let's talk about these games that, are, that we're about to see. Uh, Demon X Machina is, uh, I think it's out now, and I, again, I have not played very much past the prologue demo. It's not a game that I'm going to pick up right now. But I've heard good things about it, and uh, I really like the, the the fact that I guess they leaned pretty heavily into multiplayer, which sounds very interesting to me. I'm not going to pick it up right now because I know that I've got too much on my plate to actually uh, play it, but it's definitely something that's going to be on my wish list, and it's going to be something that I play uh, later on down the road. Now, if you don't know what Demon X Machina is, it is a new action game from Kenichiro. Uh, oh, I said that right, I think. Uh, Kenichiro Sakuda, uh, who made the Armor Core series, uh, and the mech designer uh, Soji Kawamori. Kawamori, there we go. Uh, sorry if I'm butchering these names. They said, Your environment is your ally. Collect and use Femto energy on the field to boost your stats and create powerful mirages or wield objects like cars and street signs as melee weapons and projectiles. For even more power, upgrade your physical combat abilities and learn new skills through body modification. It'll also come in handy when you eject from your arsenal and fight on foot using special weapons and abilities. So, uh, Demon X Machina, uh, this this is a game It's had um, kind of a rocky start, honestly, and I think the reason that it's had such a rocky start is because it's... The first demo wasn't all that great. And uh, by all accounts, they have made the changes that needed to happen uh, in order to uh, make this a better experience for people, which I think is really cool. I guess the thing about the um, uh, 
the game is that the moon crashed into the earth and uh, it's like this post-apocalyptic world where it's man versus machine, that kind of thing. And uh, it is available now and I'm trying to see, I'm sure it's $60. Yeah, it's $59.99. You can buy it now from the Nintendo eShop. And uh, I, I'm definitely interested in it. I'm going to watch probably, I probably will watch some uh, Twitch streams of it and see what what's going on in that game. But Demon X Machina is now out. And um, you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo knocked it out of the park again because that's just how they do. Uh, Castle Crashers Remastered. Uh, they said, Hack, Slash, and Smash your way to victory in this remastered edition of the popular 2D arcade adventure game from the Behemoth. Up to four friends can play locally or online and save your princess, defend your kingdom, and crash some castles. Uh, That game is coming out September 17th, so that's only three days away. And I know that there's a lot of people who are excited for this. I am one of them. I had this game on the uh, Xbox 360. I really didn't play it all that much, but I always heard really good things. At the time, I didn't want to play it in front of my son because he was really young and um, I like there's a lot of blood in the game. So... And I know it's very cartoony and very mild as far as violence, but it does have a lot of blood in the game, so I didn't want to play it in front of him, so I just never got around to playing it very much. Uh, but it, it it looks like so much fun, and I want to play it, and uh, I'm definitely going to be picking this up. Will I be picking it up on the 17th? I don't know. Um, we've got Zelda coming out three days later, and... Uh, this is a very much multiplayer experience, and I'm going to be focusing on playing Zelda, which means I won't have time to play this right away. And then I I, I have this... Uh, when I had Per Schneider from IGN on the show, uh, he used this term FOMO, which it was funny because my daughter had to explain it to me the day before because I had I'd never heard that that phrase before, but it's fear of missing out. And I kind of have a fear of missing out on Castle Crashers because I'm going to be so focused on playing a single-player game that I'm not going to have a chance to get to Castle Crashers before everybody moves on from it. And that's something that I do worry about with these games that are so heavily multiplayer-focused that if you don't get in on the ground floor, then the people that you're able to play with might kind of disappear. So I don't know how... I feel about it. Uh, Vaxer in chat says, uh, just play it now on Steam. I don't want to play it on Steam. I want to play it on Switch. That's that's where I want to play it. Uh, so so there, Vaxer. Uh, anyway, uh, what else is in the, um, the Nintendo download? There's new DLC for Fire Emblem Three Houses. The expansion wave, uh, I'm sorry, expansion pass wave two is uh, coming out. It says, in the great land of Fodlin, you must be ready for any conflict that could arise. With this new wave of paid DLC from Fire Emblem Three Houses sold separately, prepare your army for war by testing their strength in five additional auxiliary battles. Invigorate their fighting spirit with a new auxiliary battle song option. Equip them with powerful set of items and dress them for success in new training outfit for many characters. Oh, and the protagonist, Byleth. His name's Bill in mine. Can wear glasses now, too. Oh my gosh, glasses. Looking good, Professor. I don't care about this. Fire Emblem Three Houses is a fantastic game. I've got about 40 hours in it, and I think I might be done with it. I didn't beat it. I probably won't beat it. It's really, really fun. I had a lot of fun with that game. 
I don't see myself going back to it because I've taken too much time off uh, from it. And because of that, going back, I feel like I'm going to have to start over to get my brain back into the Fire Emblem mode. And with uh, uh, Link's Awakening coming, and at, right after that, we're also going to have... My brain just stopped working. What game? Um, Dragon Quest Eleven S, and then Luigi's Mansion, and then there's something coming up on October 10th that I can't remember what it is, but I know that I'm excited for it. There's just too much coming out right now, and going back and playing Fire Emblem Three Houses again to try and catch up and finish the game so I can do all this DLC just isn't something that interests me. However, I know that Fire Emblem Three Houses was one of the most uh, widely sought-after games or, or widely played games in my particular community. Still, to the, like this morning when I woke up, I grabbed my phone, I opened up Discord, and there were people talking about uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. And don't worry about spoilers because they, they know that we use the spoiler tag in there, so you have to actually like uncover their text in order to see what it is that they're saying to each other. But like there was this long conversation about Fire Emblem Three Houses and how far uh, people are from the end and stuff like that. It's an extremely popular game. And I fully expect that this uh, this expansion wave two is going to be just as awesome as everything else that we've seen from that game so far. Uh, Anyway, Fire Emblem Three Houses expansion wave two. There you go. Uh, Let's see anything else that is jumping out at me. Um, I'm reading through and I'm not seeing anything that is really exciting. Maybe I think, you know, a lot of people will be excited for Lego Jurassic World, which comes out in three days on the 17th for myself. I don't really care for the Lego games, but I know that they are popular. Again, this is a pretty light, uh, Nintendo download. And the reason for that is because it's just so uh, so close to a Nintendo Direct. So what can they talk about? I'll tell you what they should have talked about. Uh, Nintendo tweeted this out. Um, let's see. When did they tweet it out? September 13th. So yesterday. They tweeted this out on um, the 13th. And that is that Killer Queen Black is finally on its way. What is Killer Queen Black? If you don't know, it is this four-player co-op game uh, where you... Or not co-op, but uh, four... Four, four, uh, head-to-head, four-player uh, on one team, four players on the other. And there's a bunch of different ways that you can win when playing Killer Queen Black. You can uh, try and... Uh, it's all very sprite-based. sprite, sprite based. You can try and collect the most um, dots. I don't know what they're called. You can try and ride the snail across the finish line, or you can get as many kills as you, uh, as you can... Honestly, but just by looking at this, it makes me think of what's the word? Um, uh, um, that that fake sport in in Harry Potter. Uh, it makes me think of that. There's there's a bunch of different ways that you can win the game, uh, but it, it just seems really cool. So again, there's the military victory, the economic victory, and then finally the snail victory, where there's a snail and you got to ride it across the, the the board to get to the other end. I'm excited about this. There's something very cool about Killer Queen Black. It's coming out on October 11th. Maybe that was the game that I was thinking of earlier. Uh, it's coming out on October 11th. And if you pre-purchase it, you get 15% off. And the, the thing that I, th- I think is very exciting about this is there's going to be a Twitch channel. The Killer Queen Black Twitch channel that uh, will always be featuring the black team. 
And you might be wondering, what does that mean? Well, there's always going to be one team that is the black team. And whoever beats that team becomes the black team. And I guess because it's an online game, uh, the Killer Queen black servers are can, can see that gameplay and they can stream it at the website. So you're always going to see the best teams playing on Killer Queen Black's Twitch page, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, I'm going to be pre-ordering this. It comes out on October 11th. It's You save 15% if you get it before September, or I'm sorry, October 11th. And uh, currently the game lists at uh, $20, but it's going to be $16.99 if you pre-purchase it. So I think right after the show, I'm going to click on this little button, pre-order it, and uh, have it installed on my Switch because I'm excited for this game. It looks awesome, and uh, I can't wait to play it with community members uh, right in the Discord. So uh, if you haven't, by the way, if you haven't joined our Discord, you should. You absolutely should. Runjumpstomp.com slash Discord and uh, get in there and talk to people. All right, let's uh, take a quick break. We're going to hear from a sponsor when we return we're going to talk about a Nintendo Switch Lite accessory that looks really, really awesome. Stick around, everybody. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Color? Introducing Game Gear from Sega. The full-color portable video game system that separates the men from the boys. Game Gear from Sega. All right, we are back, and uh, thank you very much for our sponsors for helping us out and and helping us make the show. Uh, They are awesome. But what is this accessory that I keep talking about? Well, it's from Skull & Company, which I think, like, they they make headphones and stuff. Uh, I I think I bought a set of these headphones, Skull Skull & Company headphones, for my brother-in-law for Christmas at some point. I'm not sure, but I think I did. And uh, they are making a case for the Nintendo Switch Lite, and it looks really, really good. It also looks really comfortable. I saw this on Instagram this morning, and I was like, oh, that's actually pretty rad. Uh, So basically, they're showing it. It has, um, it's a case for the Switch Lite, but it has uh, handles kind of like a pro controller would have. In this case, I'm holding up an Xbox controller because it's what I happen to have on my desk at the time. Uh, but it's got like these handles that make it a little bit grippier. Uh, and then it also has like a, a protective case around the, like a clear protective case around the outside, which will keep your, uh, switch light from getting banged up and bruised. I think it looks fantastic. 
The one thing that I notice in the picture is that I don't see, and yeah, I don't see a kickstand on it, which seems to me to be a no-brainer because the Nintendo Switch Lite doesn't have a kickstand. So you would think, and that's one of the comments that's uh, that that's on the um, the Instagram page, is please add a kickstand because you know there's only one way to get a kickstand and that's by having a case for your switch light because otherwise it doesn't have a kickstand and as a system that doesn't have one built in it can still pair with non with other controllers but why would you if you don't have a kickstand or a way to hold it up in front of you in tabletop mode i think it looks really really cool and if i were somebody who was getting a switch light i think that i would probably get this especially because the switch light is smaller than a regular Nintendo Switch. And the reason why that's so important is because uh, adding those grips, adding those grips to a regular Nintendo Switch makes it so much bigger and takes away a lot of the portability of it. But adding those grips to a Nintendo Switch Lite, because it's so much smaller, I don't feel like that's going to be too bulky. Uh, It looks like it also comes with a zippered pouch that will fit uh, the, the case as well. So... I think that this looks really cool, and if I were getting a Nintendo Switch Lite, then it's definitely something that I would end up picking up. Uh, real quick, Dragon Quest Monsters is—it's uh, called Terry's Wonderland, and this is a—I guess it's a Game Boy game that I never heard of before. But why am I talking it, uh, about it now? Well, on September seventeenth in Japan for fifteen hundred yen, this game, Dragon Quest Monsters: Terry's Wonderland Retro. Is, has been announced for the Nintendo Switch, and it's coming to the Switch in Japan, and I guess it's an old Game Boy game uh, that you're just going to be able to play on your Switch. Now, I don't know anything about this game, but the thing that I noticed about the screenshots, which, were, which was very interesting, is you have to remember, the Switch is widescreen. The original Game Boy was not. That was a 4 by 3 screen. And that means that, and it was pretty low resolution. So what they've done is they have a border around the outside with the original four by three screen in the middle. And then they added extra stuff on the sides, like a map or uh, uh, other information. It's all in Japanese, so I can't tell you what it says, but they've got other information on the sides. And when I saw that, I was like, oh man, what other Game Boy games would would I love to see on the Nintendo Switch with this functionality built in where you've got like extra information or extra things off on the side to take all of that UI nonsense away from the middle of the screen, which covers up everything. I think that that's awesome. And I really hope that we see more of this. And it made me think, you know, we've been talking about we had the NES online. Now we have the Super Nintendo online games. And I know that there's everybody out there who's saying, look, the next thing that we're going to get is uh, N64 online games because that's the natural progression. You know, you go uh, NES, Super Nintendo, N64. That was the order of release. But lest we forget about the Game Boy and its massive, massive library, the Game Boy had a very long lifespan through the Game Boy and then the Game Boy Color, and then the Game Boy Advanced, 
and they're all portable systems. Uh, they're all portable games, and I would love to see these on the Nintendo Switch. And this would not be unprecedented either. We have Pokemon Yellow on the Nintendo DS or 3DS. Like we were able to play that game. We bought it through the eShop. I think it was ten dollars. And I would love to see, uh, after the Super Nintendo games, I would love to see Game Boy Color games come to the N Nintendo Switch with this kind of functionality added where we can see the uh, like the map off to the side or the extra information. I think that all of that is very, very interesting and compelling. Uh, and I think that it looks really good too. Uh, and 720p screen with uh, a nice uh, border around the uh, the four by three in the middle, I think is a great idea. All right, let's talk about feedback. I've got a bunch of feedback from you all. Uh, real quick, last episode, I asked, um, I asked, are you interested in Ring Fit Adventure? I tweeted it out. I got a bunch of votes. There's still voting going on right now, so people can uh, get their voice heard. Uh, but... 55%, I didn't expect this to be quite so uh, close, but 55% of people said, yes, they will be buying it. And 45% said, no, they will not. Uh, let's look at some of the answers as to why. Darkwing uh, on Twitter said, it's a no for me because of the price. I don't think it's overpriced. I just can't spend more money with all these games coming out. And I can, I can appreciate that without a doubt. Nathan Elder says, add a third option. I'm not interested, but it could be a fun game for my kids. Ivan Rodriguez says, I love Nintendo's random kit, so it's a yes from me. Can you imagine if Nintendo made a head accessory to strap on the, just to strap the switch on so you can also see your surroundings? Perhaps you may be running around in parks. Uh, people may be running around in parks playing this. Uh, Matt says, I'm going to have to pass because it's I'm also a filthy casual. Well, hey, you buy this and you'll be even more filthy because you'll be sweating all the time. Uh, Ted Wagner says he's not interested in the yoga part at all. Charles Kendall says, I'm undecided, interested, but $80 seems a bit steep. Perhaps if it, or maybe if it was based on Zelda or Mario, I'd be interested. So to Charles, I say, what if they patch other games to be compatible with the Rincon? Would that change your mind? And then, um... Salen, I don't know how to say that. I'm probably saying it wrong. Salen says, absolutely, it's a great way to make some sport with fun. I really like it. So, uh, you know what? You can keep voting and letting me know about uh, your opinions on that. So, uh, let me know what you think. Uh, I also got a tweet this um, this week from Leonard Strauss. They said, at Run Jump Stomp, isn't it absurd that Nintendo, I'm sorry, that Super Mario Maker 2 doesn't get functionality with the Nintendo Switch Online app. Needing to pop a cartridge in to start the game just to see if someone has played my levels is such a chore. What does the guy who maintains that app even do all day? And I have to absolutely agree. That app is anemic. There's nothing going on in this app at all. We've got Super Smash Brothers and Splatoon 2 and the voice chat, which really very few people use, but wouldn't it be awesome if you could see your stats in in um, Super Super Mario Maker 2? Like, oh, look at this. You've got this many levels or something. I should be able to go on to this app, tap on Super Mario Maker 2, browse some levels, hit, uh, hit install, install, install. And then next time I pick up my Switch, have all of those 
already installed, ready for me to play just by browsing through. I should be able to see my stats in like every first party Nintendo game automatically with like all that stuff should be in here. I should be able to go in and see my win loss ratio in arms. I should be able to see uh, things like my playtime in Zelda Breath of the Wild, how many arrows I've shot. All of that stuff is easily trackable in 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 video games, and there's no reason that that information can't be surfaced. And you know who really likes stats? Nerds. Video game nerds, l- nerds love this stuff. And if you just give it to us, Nintendo, we'll probably thank you. Uh, Carl Lazuski says, at Run Jump Stomp, did you know? Did you know? If you choose to play a game... While waiting for someone to join you online on Super Nintendo uh, online app, you cannot use the rewind feature. Uh, Carl, I did not know that, but that also does not surprise me even a little. Like, if you think about it, the Nintendo, uh, you're playing online, right? So if you have to rewind, that means that the other person has to rewind too. So it's much easier for them to say, if you're going online, it's just not going to work. Uh, I think it makes it easier for Nintendo in general. And I also would not want to be playing a a game with somebody and then just have them rewind something. That would be frustrating Uh, because it's the same as when you're in the middle of uh, beating somebody up and they hit the pause button and you're like, what are you doing? And they're like, I want to drink a water or something. Come on, man. You, you, You ruined my flow. Don't be rewinding. Be kind. Don't rewind. Uh, and then finally, Fernanda M. Freitas says, Bill, post pictures of your game console collections. You know what? You're right. Uh, I have all of this cool stuff behind me. I never post pictures of it. So I'm going to try. I'm very bad about this stuff. I'm going to try to post pictures both on my Twitter account and on my Instagram account. That's run underscore jump underscore stomp on Instagram. Uh, I'll, I'll post pictures every once in a while of this stuff behind me, like close up. So you guys can see, uh, that stuff. So if, if you're interested in my setup in my studio and you want to see more pictures of that, make sure you follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And then finally, we're already at 33 minutes, but it's episode 400. So damn it. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to read this last one as well. I got an email from Fuzog. They said, first time I played on super NES online was super Mario world as Yoshi's Island is one of my favorite games of all time. But I never played the first game. I was wondering if you had ever played Metal Warriors on Super Nintendo. I would love to see it on Super Nintendo Online. It feels like a platforming version of the Neo Geo game, Neo Geo, Neo Geo game, Armored Warriors. It would work very well for multiplayer as well. It has really neat mechanic where the pilot can jump out of the mech and commandeer other unmanned mechs on the stages. That sounds cool. Uh, finally, and so first off, I'm going to answer that question. No, I've never played Metal Warriors, but now you've piqued my curiosity and I'm going to have to check that out, especially if it comes to Super Nintendo Online. And then they said, finally, did you end up playing Hollow Knight? It's an awesome Metroidvania, a bit on the hard side, but I believe it gives you all the tools you need to succeed eventually without feeling the need to throw the controller across the room. Uh, Fuzog, thank you very much for the email. Um, no, I did not play Hollow Knight. I know it's supposed to be a fantastic game. It looks really hard, and I am a filthy casual, as I've said many times. 
So I'm going to probably pass on that big game because I'm not going to be good enough. That being said, another game that I have passed on is Celeste. And I got that for free through the Epic Games Store. So I'm going to check it out. And if it's if it if it captures me, I may throw money at them to have it on the Switch just because I want to support the developer, even though I got it for free. Um, but, you know, the chances of that happening are really slim because I'm probably going to get frustrated with it because I'm bad at games. I'm good at talking about games, but I'm bad at playing games. Uh, let's let's hit the outro. Let's get out of here. Let me just take a quick breath. Okay. Some some of you might be wondering what was that weird sound? That was a commercial for the Satellaview, and if you don't know what that is, it was Nintendo's original satellite uh, connection in order to play video games on the Super Nintendo. If that sounds weird, make sure you look it up because it sounds cool to me. Uh, if you want to become a part of the community over at RunJumpStomp.com/discord, you absolutely should. There's over 500 people on there. Uh, watch the show live, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me all the ways that I said earlier. Before I go, I've got a new podcast that I'm working on. It's going to be a while before it actually airs because I'm going to record all of the first season ahead of time and drop them all at once. But it's going to be, uh, each episode is going to be about one game. It'll be me talking to a guest about that one game. And that'll be the whole episode. So uh, I will let you guys know when when more information on that is forthcoming. I won't be recording those live. I will be recording those uh, offline, just me and the guest, and uh, editing them and probably going and finding uh, audio from the game in order to put in there. And it's going to be more produced, I think, than my other podcasts. It's also more long tail because... You know, once the news is gone, people stop listening. Uh, people don't go, most people don't go back and listen to old episodes of Nintendo Switchcraft because it's news. This is going to be more of a discussion kind of thing. So make sure that you guys uh, check that out or stay tuned for more information on that. Uh, in our Discord channel, I will some sometime very soon have a, a channel for that show. And uh, you know what? I suppose I can tell you exactly what that show is called. It is called... 143 pixels. That's the name of the show. And if you go to 143pixels.com, it will just send you straight over to runjumpstomp.com for now. But anyway, uh, this show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, check out gstu.net. If you are looking for ways to support the show, go to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. For more content like this, check out runjumpstomp.com slash shows. And let's listen to this music called Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Thank you all for 400 episodes of fun. I will see you guys next time. Next time.